sacrificed your life so I could be free. If you know who saved you this morning, you ought to shout, hallelujah. 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 If it had not been, can't nobody save you but Jesus. You need to stay his friends. Can't nobody do for you but like Jesus. That ought to be your best friend. Nobody like him. And he thought I was worth you saving. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, choir, for preparing the way for the word to go forth. And Lord, as I stand before your people today, Strengthen me. Resupply me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Fill me. And use me to your glory. I want to hear you say, well done. Well done. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say amen. The power of God's spirit is real and, and heavy all over the world. He is certainly invited in this, his house, to have his way. I'm just so full this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Help me. Help me. This morning we go to the Testament Gospel of John. John, one of Jesus' disciples, son of Zebedee, brother to James. James, they called James the warrior. <laughs> I love Jesus. He filled his, his people around him with all different kind of personalities. We come John, John's purpose in his writing and in this book or this gospel that he has written, the main point is that Jesus is both God and human. So won't you stand out of reading of God's holy word. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 
11. And listen now for the word of the Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to them, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, dear woman, what concern is it to you? And to me, my hour has not yet come. (coughs) His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there with six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the wine taster, the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and he didn't know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you, you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this. It was the first of his signs, wonders, and miracles. The first sign of Jesus' miracles in Cana of Galilee. And it revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and smile this morning. Amen. God, we're so beautiful when we smile, and it don't cost us nothing. It keeps us beautiful. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Jesus is turning whatever it is around. Jesus is turning it around. One day in the city of Cana of Galilee, Jesus demonstrated his godly ability to replenish and resupply the power we need to get by. Now, now this is deeper than just 
wine. Somebody say amen. I want to make sure that my children know uh, that, that pastor ain't up here encouraging no wine drinking. <laughs> this scripture, children, the grown people, help me. Let's see, when I get the wine, you think lemonade. Praise <laughs> God. Because God can turn water into lemonade. Think Coca-Cola. Wine is grown people's stuff. Somebody say amen. amen. And so after Jesus was invited to this wedding, given a well-to-do citizen in Canaan, we learn left for our lives today. You see, by unpacking the scripture about how Jesus resolved a crisis that occurred at a party, then we will see how important it is for Jesus to already be present. Already be there. Already be with us when our troubles come, even at a party. When our disappointments come, when our embarrassing moments come, when our crisis hit, Jesus should already be there. Somebody say amen. And beloved, the most unusual thing about this wedding feast was that Jesus and his disciples, Andrew, and Peter, and Philip, and Nathaniel, the, 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 that they were invited. Because this was usually a wedding for very important people. I'm sure it was a party filled with celebrities. It was because of the amount of wine they needed to know um, people who were well-known, but Jesus. Jesus wasn't invited because he was a celebrity. Didn't nobody know Jesus out of his little town of Cana. He hadn't gone around for people to know him. The invitation wasn't sent because of his miracles. He hadn't performed any yet. So why did they invite Jesus and his retired, uneducated, classless fisherman followers to this elaborate feast, this elaborate party? There had to be some other reason or reasons why Jesus and his disciples were invited to this particular wedding. And the gospel tells us why. This is why. The gospel says that the mother of Jesus is his stepfather wasn't living by this time. The mother of Jesus was there. And so if you put two and two together, obviously, Mary, Jesus' mother, was in relationship with one of the persons being married. And out of respect for Mary, her son and his friend invited to the wedding too. You know what? It's an interesting thing that the Savior of the world, Jesus, God's son, God himself had to depend upon someone else to get him into a Oh, but when you think about it, that's the reality of today, too. <laughs> because whenever and whenever we get up, it still depends upon someone to get him in. Only you think. Now, the thing today is that we don't want to talk about Jesus. We keep our faith to ourselves. We'd rather call the names of our friends. So we go places where we would never mention Jesus. 
So that's because of church. The world don't know who Jesus is. You and I are the only kiss Jesus has into the places where we go. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't ashamed to call his name. I ain't call his name. I ain't ashamed. Many times, the only avenues Jesus has into the hearts and lives of our friends and our neighbors and our associates. And if Jesus is not brought in by us, then many times he's not brought in. Just like he would not have been brought into the wedding in Cana for his mother Mary. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, do you really take Jesus everywhere you go? See, I, I don't mind a Christian go party. Party? You need to be praying in a prayer language or something. If you're shame when you at a party, whoever you dancing with, you ought to lay hands on them. If you at a party, when you drink the wine, remind somebody of communion. I'm just talking about how what we do can stick to where we go. Somebody say amen. More Christians need to be at some parties to bring some people to church. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. And also, see, we get too cute to go everywhere. But God didn't come to save the cute and the righteous. He came to save sinners. So we ought to be somewhere there are sinners. Somebody say amen. I know I'm right about it. Also, I believe that Mary wanted her son to come to this great event because she knew they couldn't embarrass her. I want the children to know. <laughs> when I was growing up, you couldn't embarrass grown people in public. That's all I know. My mama would say, if you're going to act crazy, well, uh, it might be best if you act crazy in my house. Because I got to love you anyway. Oh, but when you go these doors, Jesus. When you're at somebody else's house, you bet not embarrass me. Nobody bet not come telling me what you did, Lydia, at somebody else's house in public. And I didn't have to tell her. <laughs> you know, because if it happened, you don't know by the time I got home. Because I was raised in a village by everybody. Mary knew that she had spent time teaching her child protocol and manners. People used to come up to my mom and say, oh, she's such a wonderful child. She was at my house, and, and she spent the night. She made the bed. She washed the dishes. Mom was going, wonderful. Huh? When I got home, Mom said, who was she talking about? <laughs> sure made me proud to know that my child knows how to act. And Mary was not ashamed to have Jesus with her. His mother had taught him how to interact with everybody. The rich, the poor, the educated, the uneducated, the young, the old, the crowd, and the out crowd. The Bible said, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, and Jesus increased. See, you got to always keep growing. I don't care how old you are. You need to grow some more. 
There is no time if you're still breathing to stop. Because if you're breathing, God ain't through working on you yet. He said, Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. See, when you're anointed, people like you. Oh, when people say nobody likes them, I want to tell them that. You got to look at yourself and don't nobody like you. If 10 people tell you the same thing about yourself, you better look at that because you can't see yourself like other people can see you. Now, if two or three people say it, you don't have to worry about that unless you want to. But if everybody's saying it, Jesus had been taught right and from wrong. Jesus had been taught common. Jesus had been taught about God. You got to teach for people to know. People need to be taught. Somebody say amen. Well, listen, listen. Isn't it noteworthy that the Almighty had been taught by his mama and the school and his family and the church? He had been taught that the Almighty didn't have to act high and mighty. He had been taught that the Holy One wasn't holier than thou. He had been taught that it wasn't, he wasn't a know-it-all because he did know it all. The one who made the stars didn't keep his head in him. The one who owns all the stuff on earth never strutted his stuff. Jesus, Jesus was a man who was to relate to all He was a people person. So Mary wanted Jesus her at the party because she knew that he would not embarrass her. And he knew she's purpose was to be among the people, wherever they were, at church, at home, at work, on the freeway, in the kitchen, out in the yard, at the mall, and yes, even at a party. Mary had gone to great lengths to make Jesus comfortable with anybody and Everybody, anywhere. Say your name in that. About what happened at a wedding party. Well, beloved, we've seen many weddings in our time. People love to see weddings, don't they? God holds weddings high because God holds family high. Man. Yes, he does. So for those of you who are not married, remember that God did not intend for us to live life alone. And marriage, not divorce, is of God. Oh, somebody help me up in here. Oh, God. Somebody need to say amen, amen, because I need to do some wedding. <laughs> I'm calling, but I need to do some weddings on my heart. in here. So we can have a wedding. Amen, amen, amen. The wedding in his was phenomenal. And you know how we all looked at the wedding? The wedding of the most popular one this past year was Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. We, we looked at it. We watched it. It's a popular event to watch. But let me tell you 
In that time, when the wedding was a time of even greater festivity than weddings today. Because God loves weddings. You see, in that day and culture, wedding party would begin one day of the week and end to the end of the week. I said to a wedding party, would I, well, for instance, if it began on a Tuesday evening after the marriage ceremony, it would last all the rest of the Tuesday, all day Wednesday, all night Wednesday, all day Thursday, all night Thursday. That was in Jesus' day. It would be a time when large quantities of Food and wine were consumed, and when the party was over, when it was really over, because you wouldn't be able in no shape to do anything else but just go home, get in the bed, and get ready to get up and go to church, because you was going to go to church, don't care how long the party, somebody say amen, amen, amen. And today, somebody's thinking, well, surely they had more important things to do, but in our scripture lesson this morning, Jesus and his disciples were at a wedding party. However... Jesus had his reasons for being at the wedding. They were one, first of all, because he never refused invitation to be somewhere. And then another reason was that Jesus attended this wedding because he knew that it was only by being around people that he would have the opportunity to demonstrate to people and his followers the power of all God. I mean, if you're going to show off, Have some Holy Ghost power with it. Jesus knew that if he did a miracle, people would be impressed. So it just so happened, well, at this wedding party, that the opportunity arose when the wine ran out. And it was plain to see that the bridegroom, in an effort to accommodate and impress all of his family and friends, had overstended his reason and exhausted his supply. You see, when you really prepare for a party, you want everything to be okay. You should see the money and the staff spent to put on a great big party. That's a serious thing, even today. You know, we spend a lot of energy just doing Thanksgiving, Christmas. thing you can have is invite all your family and friends and then you run out of turkey. <laughs> you run out of ham. They ain't got no more rolls for nobody. <laughs> ah, when you have a party, you want to impress people. And so when this, when the wine ran out, that was called trouble. And beloved, usually trouble comes in our lives. Think about it. When we run out of something. Am I right about it? When out of something. When we, when we run out of money, trouble. When we run out of time, trouble. When we run out of health, trouble. When we run out of faith, when we run out of energy, whenever we run out of something that we need, trouble comes. And so the bridegroom had a real crisis on his hand because the party was not scheduled to be over for another several hours and the drink was all gone. Oh, my beloved, 
Let me, what, what do you do when you need to keep going and you don't have enough to keep going with? Well, why, what do you do when you're at rope's end and you want to turn the rope loose? Well, what do you do when you find yourself standing alone and fear sets in? What do you do when everything you work for is lost? What do you do when you gave your children all that you could give them and then you look up and they in trouble? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Well, it just so happened that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was at the party. That's a good point. And then Mary took responsibility. Mary took responsibility for doing something about the situation. My Lord is so good when you have somebody you can trust to take care of business for you. <laughs> it's so good to have somebody around who won't let your faith trump alone. It's just to have somebody around who will take things in their own hands. You can't hold them in your hands. It's good to have people that you can depend on to carry the load for you when it gets free. That's why pastors, priests in the old days had armor bearers. It's a heavy load to carry by yourself. It's good to have people who will continue when you're too tired to go any further. Am I right about it? It's good to have people around you who are Christian enough to stand with you and hold you up. Tell your neighbor, it's good to have some help sometimes. Now, Mary, the mother of Jesus, knew something had to be done, but she also knew that she didn't have the power needed to solve the problem. Now, see, that's another problem, especially in business and in the church today. People want to do what they ain't equipped to do. They ain't got the power to do it. So Mary was smart enough to know, I, I, you know, I got some things I can do, but this, I can't do this. So she went to get Jesus. And beloved, it's good to know when you don't know. It's good to know when you're out of your lane. It's good to know when you need to get some expert advice. See, oh, it's a good thing Jesus was invited because Jesus is an expert. Jesus is a miracle maker. Jesus is a wonder worker. Jesus is more than enough, and Mary knew it. Mary, the mother of Jesus, fetched her son and then told the workers, do whatever he tells you. And Jesus told them to take the stone jars and fill them with water. And when some of the water was drawn out and taken to the wine steward for him to taste the water, had been turned into wine. Look at your neighbor and say, won't Jesus do it? Yeah, Jesus turned water into wine. Child of God, the point of the story is this. What's the point? Jesus is both willing and able. That, that's why I tell people, don't, don't ask for volunteers for serious work. That's why a church really ought to have paid staff. Oh, yeah, the churches that work have paid staff. Y'all can say amen. We'll go there. We're going to go. <laughs> because many times, volunteers are people who volunteer. They willing, but they ain't able. <laughs> I told Hope years ago, I say, Hope, don't ever let somebody volunteer to be the soloist. That's all I know. 
That's all. I, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying what I'm saying. Cause sometimes the people that can't even sing. Well, But Jesus is both willing and able to resupply whatever we need to overcome any situation in our life. I said he's willing and he's able. Some people are willing, but they ain't able. Others are able, but they're not willing. A lot of people in the church with gifts the church use, but they too busy. I'm, I'm, I need to go on. And then some of you who are willing, I've already noted your gifts already. I just pray that you'll give them fully. Uh, but Jesus is both willing and able. And so I, 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 just, I just came to tell you something this morning. I just, I just came. See, I, I don't have the option of not coming. Because I ain't getting in trouble with the Lord. Because the Lord has the last word in my life. And so I have to get up on a Sunday morning and work on Saturday throughout the week. Prepare to come before you. So I, I just came to tell you this morning. Beloved, that Jesus is turning something around in your life. Now, some of y'all are like it is. I know y'all. Y'all been in the valley so long, y'all done made a tent. <laughs> y'all done been in trouble so much, you think trouble is the way to live. Well, I just want to tell you. He came so that we might have life. And have it more abundantly. That's why he came. Trouble ain't supposed to last always. Jesus is in the business. Of taking your mess and making a miracle. Jesus is in the business of taking your sickness and making health. Jesus is in the business of taking your sickness, giving you some joy. I'm talking about Jesus. Stop counting on people. Some of y'all gonna go to hell for your friends. I love people. Love me back. But people cannot do for me what Jesus can do for me. How do I know? Because he's done it. Over and over again, he's turned it around. And I feel a doctor say, you need surgery, but you got, you got problems and you got asthma and, and nobody wants to do the surgery, but we need to do it. Am I still here? I remember taking care of my daddy, my kids, in seminary, and pastoring four little country churches all at the same time and working part-time at the television station. I'm telling you what Jesus will do, not because I read about it, because I know. And so I want you to know. That in your life, right this minute, whatever is going on in your life that shouldn't be going on, whatever is going on in your life that is about to kill you, whatever is going on in your life that makes you cry tears, 
to the teeth run in your ear. Whatever it is. I said, whatever it is, he's turning it around. He's turning it around. He, he's changing it. It might look bad, but he's, he's turning it. It might look ugly, but, but he's turning it. Oh, you might think this is just too much. Can't bad. This is just too hard. I'm telling you, it just feels like that, right? Because Turning it. You might think you can't make it. But I tell you, turning it. He's turning it. Jesus is turning a bad, hurtful, anxious, burdensome situation. He's turning it around. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I confess. Jesus is turning around my situation today. The songwriter says it like this. He says, I see the breaking of day. You got to have some hope and faith. and You got to believe that no matter what, God can fix this thing. He can fix this thing. Some of us have children who need to turn around. We God can fix this thing. Some of us have a job that's killing us, but, but he can fix this thing. Some of us sick, but he's a healer. You say, I see the breaking of day. But the songwriter says, but I know that God, that God, that God is making Oh, he says, a change is coming for me. God's turning the church around. We had bishops jump up last week about how the church has failed. It hurt a little. thought, well, if I was a bishop, maybe I'd be doing the same thing. They jumped. Yes, they did. Sometimes the Lord is just spanking you in the midst of turning it around. I'd rather get a spanking than end up in hell. Somebody said, if I stand strong <laughs> and I believe, there's no reason to doubt, yes, he did, baby, <laughs> that I know. He's working it out. And it's turning around. For me and for you, he's turning it around. It won't always be this. I've been doing this a long time. And the most hurtful thing is just seeing the same mess over and over and over and over. Because the devil do the same thing. Where? Well, when I talk about church, I'm talking about a lot of churches. I ain't talking about no one church. I've been to that's a chance. It gets, it gets tiring. 
But I know that sooner or later, he's going to turn it in my favor. Because it's turning around for me. It won't always, this is what you got to take. It won't always be like this. The Lord will perfect whatever's concerning me. Sooner or later, oh yeah. Sooner or later, I say sooner or later, going to turn in my favor because it's turning around for me. Talk to yourself. Say, say, self, it's turning around for me. Say, self, say, sooner or later, sooner or later. things are going to work in my favor. Because he's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around. I stand. He's turning it around. I don't care today, beloved, what you're going through. yourself. I want you to just learn the words of this little song. Help us help us hope. Just help us learn this, this little song to sing. I can see the breaking of day because it's been dark for so long. Same old stuff. Same old mess. Same and old believe. There's oh, no reason to Same die. old man. I know Same old woman. Same old children. Same old help. around for me. And it won't always be like this. It won't be like this. I know it won't. Perfect with concerning, concerning me. He promised. 
Concerning me Sooner or later Sooner 